Good morning and welcome to our Stay by the Tree webinar series, Messages of Hope. We're so excited today to hear from Samuel Brown and April's going to tell us a little bit more about that. But before she gets started, I wanted to welcome you. I'm Karen Broadhead. I'm the founder and director of Mothers Who Know. We are in and April's also going to tell you more about that. But I just wanted to share as it relates today, we actually, we have a motto in Mothers Who Know, stay by the tree. And when you take our bomb power training, you'll actually hear that it's our battle cry because we know that at the tree is where the Savior can help to do what's required of us as our family, literally battles for for the things that we love. And as it pertains to love, which is something really neat we're going to hear about today, our theme is 2 Timothy um, chapter 1, verse 7. And it's just been such an incredible, wonderful way to approach our thinking whenever we're fighting and caring and loving and showing up from a place of love, but protection for people we love to just remember that in that, in our theme, it says, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And we just appreciate that so much. And we appreciate the spirit that you're bringing here today. Thank you so much for taking your time to be with us. I'm going to turn the time over to April for some pre-meeting information and to introduce our guests today. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Karen. Well, just as Karen mentioned, this is our Stay by the Tree Messages of Hope series, where it's sponsored by Life Changing Services, Mothers Who Know, and our Mom Power Training. And you can find lots more information about us on our websites, lifechangingservices.org, motherswhoknow.org, which is a part of Life Changing Services, and mompowertraining.org, which is our training program within Mothers Who Know. Or if you just need some more information that's not on the website and you'd like to actually talk to a real person, you can call our number at 877-437-6877. And just to tell you a little bit about Life Changing Services, we're a group of Latter-day Saint counselors dedicated to help and healing families and marriages. We offer programs for young men and men struggling with pornography, young women struggling with anxiety and depression and any other unwanted behaviors, and wives that may be struggling through any kind of betrayal trauma. Our Mothers Who Know program, who's under that, is specifically our parent support arm of life-changing services. So one of the major programs that we offer in healing the entire family is sometimes we have loved ones that are going through a program and trying to overcome an addiction and the parents need the support and help also. So that's what Mothers Who Know is. And we are a Christ-centered team of mothers who provide support, connection, training, and hope to mothers when they have a child battling any kind of challenging issue. Our desire specifically is to support mothers and parents. One of the ways that we do that is through Mom Power Training. This is a free eight-week self-guided online training with weekly live mini classes every week on Zoom. It's in this same Zoom room, same time, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. And then in between those, we have these fun, these fun Stay by the Tree series where we invite 
guests to come present on other topics that we feel like would be important to you. Our next Mom Power begins on July 6th. If you want more information or if you'd like to register, it's mompowertraining.org. And it really is free. Honestly, there's no strings attached at all. We just want to give you the information. So some of the things that Samuel Brown, our speaker, is going to be teaching today, he's going to be talking about word your chemistry, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But we do learn a little bit about that in Mom Power Training also, and how that relates specifically to mothers. Mom Power Training will help increase your peace and spiritual routines, help you build stronger bonds in your family relationships, increase your ability to center your life in Christ, fortify your divine identity and purpose, can help empower you to recognize and defeat the tactics of the adversary, increase your faith community and group support system with like-minded women, and most of all, help you stand with peace and courage in any storm. So again, mompowertraining.org if you'd like to register for that. As Karen mentioned earlier, this series is called Stay by the Tree, and we thought we'd tell you a little bit about what that means exactly. As mothers, we understand the worry and fear we can feel hoping to make sure that our loved ones find the Savior. The name of the webinar series, Stay by the Tree, comes from the scriptural account in the Book of Mormon from 1 Nephi chapter 8 of a beloved parent and prophet Lehi, commonly called the Tree of Life vision. The vision beautifully depicts that the best place for us to stand while beckoning to loved ones on their journey is right next to the Savior. Lehi beckons, invites, speaks with all the feelings of a tender parent, and sometimes even calls out in a loud voice. Yet he never leaves the tree. He never forces others to him, just invites. Standing safely by the Savior and partaking of the fruits he generously extends is the best place for us to feel peace and hope, even in the middle of hard. And that's why we've called this Stay by the Tree, and that's why it has become our motto in Mothers Who Know. So today's message, we'd like to uh, we am, to present Samuel Brown. He's one of our clinicians that works with Life Changing Services and the Sons of Helaman program. And his topic is going to be channel your mama bear energy with warrior chemistry backed up by scriptures. And Sam's going to talk a lot about that. And just so you know, I'm going to read his bio here for you. And then he's going to tell you a little bit more about himself and his background. But just so you know, as we go along, Sam does have some slides that he's going to share, and we will email those out to you afterward. And if you're listening to the recording and you would like a copy of the slides, just email us at motherswhoknow at lifechangingservices.org, and we'd be more than happy to send you those slides. Also, at the end, when we're finished, then we'll have a Q&A session. So if you have questions, please put those in the chat and I'll go ahead and ask those questions for everybody. And then if you have follow-ups or anything else, just be sure to put everything in the chat and then I'll try to watch those. All right. I'm just going to read Sam's bio here real quick. Samuel Brown currently lives in Saratoga Springs, Utah. He has a master's degree in social work from the University of Utah and is a licensed vocational rehabilitation counselor and received his LCSW license in June. He has worked with high-risk youth and incarcerated adults most of his adult life after graduate school. He's worked at Decker Lake Observation and Assessment for DJJS, a DCFS caseworker, a tracker for Proctor Agency, taught cognitive restructuring classes with forensics at VMH, ran groups with high-risk Pacific Islander youth, 
probation officer and owned a foster care agency from 1999 to 2006. And then he ended up selling that. He currently works for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in the Welfare and Self-Reliance Department under Development Counseling Services as a development counselor helping associates who have mental health issues, addictions, and problems with employment issues. He also has a family business contracted with DSPD. And Sam, what is DSPD? It's a division of special persons with disabilities. It's working with people with disabilities. Oh, perfect. Okay, awesome. So that's, and that provides uh, supported living services. Oh, if I would have kept reading for people with disabilities. But if you want to know more about Sam, you can look up his website at mana, M-A-N-A consultants.com. And he loves working with all individuals that are struggling with pornography addictions to help them prepare for missions or adults to overcome their addictions as they prepare for marriage or any individuals that struggle with the addiction while being married. As I mentioned, he's a Sunday Helaman clinician and enjoys being able to use the science of overcoming addictions combined with gospel principles that he knows can change behaviors. So uh, Sam has a couple of blogs that are written on our website. If you go to lifechangingservices.org and you go to our blog page, there's a, a blog post called Warrior Chemistry Used Daily to Overcome Any of Satan's Temptations. And then he was also in a podcast called With Faith in God Backing Him Up. And if you go to any podcast player and you look up like dragons, did they fight? Just scroll down. I'm not sure what episode it is, but it's called With Faith and God Backing Him Up. And that's an interview with Karen and Samuel Brown. So anyway, Sam, it's all, all you right. Thank you, April. You know, I no, thank you for the introduction, but I like I like actually Heavenly Father's uh, introduction with his with the Savior. He just said, this is my beloved son, hear him. That's that's shorter. I, I think I think if it was a shorter, I, I'm just joking here, but I just think that was that was an introduction, but I like the the Heavenly Father's introduction where it's just sweet and short, right? And goes right to the point. But thank you. I'm gonna share my screen here. Can you all see that? It's regarding what it says warrior chemistry. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone. Hopefully you can all hear me okay. A thumbs up if you can. Okay, thank you. Well, I, I just want to say, I'm, man, I, I'm just amazed on some of the things that Life Changing Services um, has for, for families. And, and, and I'm so grateful for Karen and April. And I mean, just everybody that have, have put all this stuff together for, for moms. We know that because of the, the program Sons of Helaman, we know who really trained these Sons of Helaman, and it was the mothers. And so we're grateful for all of you. Uh, for being able to continue to strengthen your families and your sons or daughters or um, whoever that might be in the program. But I wanted to just kind of go through this PowerPoint. It's just something that I, I really believe, and I, I know Maurice Harker is the founder of this program. I just feel like he was very inspired to, to use and, and bring out different terms like warrior chemistry and to to back it up with scripture or doctrine. And I'm just so grateful that I am part of this program. So as you can see here, I'm going to discuss here warrior chemistry, and it's battling addictions the Lord's way. And, and if we battle using the Lord's way, that he'll always support us. So let me just give you a quick little introduction of how I came about with, to, to be connected to life-changing services. 
This is just my introduction to the Sons of Helaman program. From 2015 to 2021, I was serving as the bishop in Lehigh, Utah. I'm, I, I was serving in a, a Tongan ward or a Polynesian ward. And while I was serving as the bishop, it was probably 2016 and so on. I noticed a trend that kept coming up. And, and if, if members of, of my ward were coming in for personal issues, most of the time it was regarding pornography. And I started to see that. And remember, I, I had received my master's degree from the, from the University of Utah in social work. And, and, and I've received training regarding working with addictions. But, but what I did was during that time at the beginning of serving as a bishop, I had three priests in my priest quorum who, you know, expressed they wanted to serve a mission. We, I interviewed them, and these three had some pornography issues. So what I did was, you know, rather than me, I, I counseled them, but it's always good to kind of uh, resource it out to, to counselors out in the community. So I, I, I referred them to uh, a couple of counselors, and, just, and they worked with them, but, and, and not in a disrespectful way they came back and they still were struggling with pornography. And so I kept working with them. Remember, and at this time, I had not been introduced to the Sons of Helaman, but what happened was Greg Dunford, I don't know if any of you know Greg Dunford. He, he's, he was here in American Fork. And then he, I think he moved to Wyoming now, but he, he runs online classes. I think he's an amazing counselor. And he, uh, he came and presented in, in one of my, our bishopric meetings. And so he started to explain things and it made sense, some of the things he was talking about. But once again, I received some training from school and everything. And then it wasn't until a little later on, I went on vacation with my wife and we were on a cruise in the Caribbean. And I, and I took the book, Like Dragons, Did They Fight with me? And so, you know, when you're on a cruise, you're just relaxing. And so I took that book and then I started reading it. And my wife said, what's that book about? And I told them it's about pornography. And then she was wondering, she asked me, why are you studying a book about pornography on our cruise? And I told her, I was just trying to uh, figure out some things regarding some of our members. And, and I was, I, I loved some of the, the, I mean, how simple the book is. And at the same time, a lot of visuals and using the Book of Mormon. So I sent these three pre priests in my quorum to Greg the first one in about three to six, I can't remember exactly, but three to six months, they got better. He had no lost battles. And then the other two, I sent them uh, to him, to Greg and, and, and they got better. I sent them out on missions and they're all back home now. One of them's getting married here next month. And, and I, I was so grateful. And so that's when I started asking Greg a little bit more about these different techniques. And that's how I, 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 got connected to the Sons of Helaman or life-changing services. So that's just that little story of how I uh, came about to, to work with uh, life-changing services. Now, just real quick here, as I mentioned, I've been trained in, in working with, in, in the counseling field, but some of the strategies or, or modalities that I was working with in regards to addictions Historically, the field of psychology believes in thought control. You, if you have a, a struggle, you, you challenge that thought. There's, there's CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, motivational interviewing. There's all these different modalities of how to, 
to overcome different behaviors or challenges that you might have. But from a spiritual perspective, the use of, of thought control underestimates the power of Satan. And Satan's primary weapon is his ability to affect our thought processes. So, so once again, the adversary never stops tempting us. An example here, Lamanites never stopped attacking the Nephites in the Book of Mormon. They would only stop when all the Nephites were dead. And, and the same thing in these last days, Satan will never stop tempting us. They, he attacks us every day, all day with just little, what we use in, 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 the, in the program, flashes and different little temptations. So, so what I wanted to explain here, I don't know if you can see this. Here's a picture here of what warrior chemistry is. And I know most of you all know what warrior chemistry is, but I'm just going to you know, if you don't, I'm just going to explain this, just this little example. And this is really right from the book, Like Dragons Did They Fight by Maurice Harker and others who wrote the book. And, then, and I'll just read this real quick. Warrior chemistry, it, it can be understood if you experience. And I think some of us have used this in some ways. So imagine on a Friday afternoon, your husband is returning back from work. He pulls up to the house. He moves toward the front door. He finds the door is six inches open. And he's, so he thinks, you know, it's straight. So he pushes the door open and he hears you screaming. As he enters, he sees a guy in a ski mask throwing you to the ground. What action does he take? He knocks your husband to the ground and calls you a punk and invites you to sit there and watch because you might learn something. What action will he take? There's no time to call for help. Does he sit there and let you scream? All this different stuff. What, hap what, what if he has to make him bleed? What if he has to kill him? Is, up, is God okay with that? And, and the reason why I, we, we, I think Maurice gives this example is how, how warrior chemistry works. Is For an example, if you, are, if you or your loved one is being threatened by someone, usually we, we're going to fight back. And when we do fight back, we usually have, because we're fighting for a loved one, it's, it's, we, we have this extra strength that comes and this adrenaline. And, and it's because we'll do anything to protect our children or our, our wives or our husbands and whatever it might be. And that's just an example of what a, a warrior chemistry is when you're fighting for someone you love. Okay. And we, and, and I'm asking this question, have you witnessed someone or have you uh, fought against someone or a loved one, and you noticed that you had increased strength because of the adrenaline of trying to protect your, your, your children or your loved one. So I'm going to just show this video on, on adrenaline. Hopefully, hopefully you guys can hear this. We humans hear are quite simply stronger than we realize, and that makes lifting parts of cars possible. In a moment of intense panic or pressure, a person's body can rush with adrenaline, possibly leading to what is called hysterical strength. No, it won't make you the Hulk. When thinking of the term adrenaline rush, many are perhaps familiar with such tales like a mother lifting a 3,000-pound car off her trapped child in a moment of heroic panic. Yet, such claims are not entirely accurate. Let's bring the adrenaline rush down to reality. The current world record for deadlifting stands at 1,155 pounds or 524 kilograms. In regards to tales of people deadlifting automobiles off a victim, one, it is generally not the entire car. 
rather just a portion of the car that is lifted. Two, a car's weight is not distributed evenly. Hence, it's presumed that in such accounts, one is actually lifting a few hundred pounds rather than a few thousand pounds. This is still impressive. It's likely in many cases the weight lifted is still weight beyond what the subject believed they were capable of. Thus, though a surge of adrenaline will cease to release your inner Superman, the capabilities of an adrenaline rush are still pretty awe-rendering. Scientifically, here's what they found is actually happening in the moments of an adrenaline rush, aka hysterical strength. Under immense stress, your body assembles for robust activity. The adrenal gland pumps adrenaline into the blood and your muscles surge with oxygen, igniting your system with energy. The brain's fight or flight reaction detonates and rushes the body with proteins and enzymes to fuel endurance. We preserve this strength for a reason. Though scientific understanding is still limited, many researchers believe we keep such a reserve of unharnessed strength predominantly for safety reasons. When pushing our bodies to the limit, we create the potential risk for tears in muscle tissue, ligaments, tendons, etc. Creating such risk in times other than life or death is evolutionarily unwise. The body pulls out all the stops and lets you turn up the dial to 11. You don't feel the ache of your muscles. You don't feel the pain. You just do what needs to be done. During an adrenaline rush, the release of endorphins lessen the body's receptors to pain. There are also intrinsic genetic factors that may also play a role in one's stamina against pain. And further, the extent of training one's had in strength utilization also plays a key factor in an individual's potential for hysterical strength. So just how intensely can our strength increase with an adrenaline rush? Michio Kai of the University of Tokyo studied how the maximum grip strength of research participants changed in conjunction with prodding and aggravation. While the subject's grip power was being tested, Ikai fired a starting pistol into the air. After the sound, the subject's strength went up dramatically, an estimated and surprising 10%. Ergo, these gripping stories continued to surface. A man named Tom Boyle in Arizona elevated a Chevy Camaro off of a pinned biker. A young 22-year-old woman named Lauren from Virginia lifted a BMW off of her dad after the vehicle had fallen from the carjack. A Quebec mother by the name of Lydia who wrestled a polar bear that was threatening her child. A polar bear? What? So, an adrenaline rush won't give you superhuman strength, but chances are you're stronger than you realize. Okay, let me make sure I oh. Okay, so I, I wanted to just kind of give that example of, of adrenaline to, to when, when, you're, when you're fighting and trying to help family members or loved one, sometimes that, that extra strength comes to us because you're, you're doing something for, if it's an emergency or you know, life or death uh, type of uh, situation and so on. So I wanted to um, back this up with some of the, some scriptures, okay? So just real quick here, we know the scripture in Mosiah 26 and 7 and then verse 11, but it talks about how the daughters of the Lamanites were singing and dancing. This is in Mosiah 20. And then the priests of Noah came and, and took them away and did things to them. Now, the Lamanites talked about that they, 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 they blamed the people of Limhi. 
And you'll see in Mosiah 26 and 7, it talks about here that the Lamanites found their daughters that they were missing. They were angry with the people of Limhi because they thought it was them. And then it says here in verse 7 that uh, they sent their armies forth. And even the king himself, probably, I, I must, maybe, maybe he had a daughter there. I don't know. But he himself came. And they went to the land of Nephi to destroy the people of Limhi. And then it says here that, that there was a lot more Lamanites than the people of Limhi. As it says here, and it came to pass that the people of Limhi began to drive the Lamanites before them, yet they were not half so numerous as the Lamanites. But then as, you know, this is where the program, you know, is valid for this scripture, I'm assuming, is but they fought for their lives and for their wives and for their children. Therefore, they exerted themselves and like dragons did they fight. And it just talks about here, I'll just read this real quick. When your motives are pure and your priorities are clear, you are more likely to put your whole heart into achieving your goals and you're more likely to be successful. In contrast, if you're fighting for something of lesser importance or of questionable value, you're likely to falter to make a half-hearted effort. And then in this passage, the people of King Limhi had no question about the rightness of their action nor about the importance of their battle, of the battle they were engaged in. They were literally fighting for the survival of their families. And therefore, as Mormon tells us, they fought like dragons. So one thing I wanted to let all of you know that the, for, as a clinician, as a counselor, when I work with young men or men, I believe warrior chemistry is sometimes the hardest skill to, to help them understand. But once they understand it and that they can fight, that they fight for, for like, for an example, to be worthy to serve a mission. They fight so they don't disappoint their moms anymore. They fight because they, they, they just want to get to the temple. If they fight for those reasons, this extra adrenaline or, or warrior mentality or warrior chemistry comes. I want to just share another video here. Sorry, not a video, but this is the title of Liberty with Captain Moroni. We know the story there. They're fighting Captain Moroni, a great prophet and also military strategist. But he, as it says here, and it came to pass that he rent his coat and he took a piece thereof and wrote upon it, in memory of our God, our religion and freedom and our peace, our wives and our children, and he fastened it upon the end of a pole. He made sure that the people, his people, when they were fighting, that they knew that we were fighting for our children and our wives. And so what I'm trying to explain here is, is once again, my whole purpose when I'm working with young men, I believe this is the right way to fight. I don't believe there's anywhere in the scriptures that you'll find that righteous saints would fight because they wanted to take all their land and, and conquer their their whatever, take everything of them. They weren't ferocious. They were, when they fought, if they were righteous people, they fought because they were fighting for their family. They're fighting for your freedom. And so the same thing here, as I try to teach young men and men when I work in our groups, you know, do you, is your fight for your family, your religion, your brothers and sisters to serve on a mission, is it strong enough? And so that's what we continue to work on. And that is warrior chemistry. I hope that makes sense. Warrior chemistry, once individuals learn how to access that, they have way better chances. They all have this extra strength to fight. And, and, and I, I've learned this, that if you, if you, if you um, are getting urges and you're not 
really addicted to pornography, you could probably read the scriptures and, and sing, we thank the O God for a prophet, and you can eliminate that, that urge. But when you're struggling with a, a real addiction, you, you have to fight a whole different way. And, and as Maurice Harker talks about that, warrior chemistry is the antidote to reducing, you know, viewing pornography or any type of addiction. I'll just read here real quick. When someone is attacking our families physically, a chemical reaction or spill happens in our mind and body, and it's called warrior chemistry. Or for women, it's, it's mother bear chemistry. This adrenaline rush helps us become stronger if we want to protect ourselves and our loved ones. So I said, I, I wrote here, we should use the same intervention in our minds and our body when we feel urges to view pornography or any other sexual behavior to reduce the urges and eliminate the thought. And I call it righteous anger. You can be angry, hopefully in a righteous way. That's how I look at it. If somebody is going after my, or if there's, if there's, if I can sense in my family, there's some, some gossiping or, 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 or anger towards another sibling. I, my warrior chemistry, I wrote an article in Life Changing Services just regarding that, that it's not used just for sexual behavior. It's also used for marriage. It's, I, and so I wrote a little experience, my wife and I, where I, I used warrior chemistry and I just said something stupid. You know, us men, we say many stupid things sometimes to our spouses and and we should repent. So anyways, but once again, this is the, the warrior chemistry part. Other skills that we, we, we learn in group is we, we, because we've been trained as clinicians with master's level or PhDs, we teach the science of addiction. And I'll just explain it. But I just wanted to explain here real quick, the, in, in our groups, we, we train regarding the science of addiction. We train that it's the midbrain that, you know, when, when, we, when we don't have an addiction, it's the frontal part of frontal um, cortex or frontal part of our brain that, that has our values and, and that's how we reason and we keep our covenants and so on. But it's the midbrain. Once activated, that's where the pleasure part of our brain. So anything pleasurable, and it might be, it might be alcohol, it might be drugs, but when it comes to something that's pleasurable and feels good, it's the midbrain. But once you continue to use the midbrain more, then, and, and if it's not good, it can overcome. And then most of your decisions are, come from the midbrain. And that could be pornography because it gives you a, a high, so on. Also part of the group member group, we train on, on exercise. We, we have exercises on skills like drills flagpoles, border patrol. These are all different little skills that we use, loss battle analysis, and then we, call, we, and then we have sparring. I love sparring with, with the young men. Sparring is when, when I, I'll ask a question to them, like, why do you fight? What are you fighting for? And then they'll start giving me their reasons. And then I'll, I'll role play like as if I'm the adversary and I'll just challenge them. And the whole purpose of the sparring is so that they can respond with speed, with accuracy, and then with ferociousness. That when you're, when you're fighting the adversary, he's going to bring so many little subtle things to your mind. And, and if you practice and do drills, you'll have automatic muscle memory of how to fight the adversary. And so we spar all the time. We spar all the time and I'll challenge their thinking so that 
when they hear this negative self-talk or the adversary saying this, you're not good enough, they can, they can spar back and say, hey, this is not what God wants me to do. So we, we help them to have that automatic muscle memory of how to know when the adversary is fighting. The manpower, I think most of you know that. And if not, I think April will, and, and Karen, you know, there's a video by, by uh, Maurice Harker that explains manpower. I don't know, April, if you, if you wanted to show that, or I can just, no, I'll just uh, explain it here. But manpower, as you know, start, means, stands for, it's an acronym for ministering, accountability, the no goal. Then there's P for prayer, W for writing, R for, ro- for, I was about to say Romeo, sorry, reading. Okay. Manpower is the way we fortify ourselves and we gain this spiritual power. I, I keep telling the, the, the group members, if you can learn the science of how to overcome the addiction, but you're fighting a 7,000-year-old being who knows how to fight, who knows how to tempt, and you're 16 years old, you can beat them, but you have to have training. And, and, and you'll see here, we have these individuals here training all the time to become uh, warriors, so to speak. So I just, I just strongly believe you have to have the spiritual fortification to sense when, when the adversary is coming after you, and you have to have the skills. Group members also understand what they call the satanic spin. The satanic spin is similar to a relapse prevention plan in cognitive behavioral therapy. I have the, the, the actual graphs, and I think maybe the, the, the ladies can send that to you, and also the chemical scale. The chemical scale is where we train our, our young men to know where they're at from zero being really good. You're, you're probably not going to lose to 10. And if you're, you know, five or six to 10, your thinking is just more animalistic and you're, you're probably going to lose often. So you want it to be at least five or less closer to zero. And at the end is what we call captain log questions. These are six questions that we ask at the end. Actually, we take one or two at, at the end of our group and then we, we ask them, you know, like, for an example, what do you fight for? Why are you fighting? And why not just give up? Those questions are to exercise your brain so that you're using your frontal part of your brain. So the more you exercise and say, I'm fighting because of this and fighting because of that, you're, 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 re, you're, you're helping your brain recover and changing and healing from the animalist midbrain. Because remember, it's, when you're in addiction, your midbrain is controlling your behavior. That's all you want is the, the fix, so to speak. So those are just maybe some things. But once again, warrior chemistry, once you learn that and have it and you can access it when, when you're feeling this urge, you have really, really high chances that you're not going to lose. The last part I just want to share real quick is the story of David and Goliath. As you can see here, when you come into the program, you have to have skills, you'll learn skills, and then you have to have this, you have to have the Holy Ghost or spiritual power. And if you think of David, when David was a young man, he was tending the flock of his family, the sheep and so on. So he became highly skilled with the sling. You know, I, the slingshot that I have is the one that you kind of just pull back and, you know, and, and 
you know, and, and shoot it at something. But he had the sling that you kind of twirl around like that. I think if I twirled a sling like that, I'd probably hit my head and I would die. But, but you have to be highly skilled to use that sling. And it shows in, the, in, in 1 Samuel that he killed lions and, and, and bears and all these different animals when they were coming to, to, you know, to attack the sheep. So I give this example is because no one wanted to fight Goliath, a Philistine. Everybody was afraid. He was probably nine, 10 feet tall and, and probably a great warrior. But, but David, he says here in, in 45 and 46, because he knew he was highly skilled with this sling. And then also it says here that this day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcasses of the host of this day into the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, and that, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. So to all you moms, once again, as we train uh, your young men, we train them to have the skills of overcoming an addiction with, with for example, the, the theory, the theoretical model from you know, graduate school, the psychology of the midbrain and so on, but also we train also that the warrior chemistry, that's backed up by scripture. If you fight a certain way, and that's regarding, and that fight is you fight for your, your, your children, you fight for your, so you can serve a mission, you fight for something uh, that you love and, and want to become, you have more power, that, that adrenaline comes, and you can fight a 7,000-year-old being that knows how to fight, but like, like I said, this is how it tells us how to fight in the scriptures. And then you back it up with the spirit. So that's why the manpower is there, is you have to have the spirit of ministering, reading, praying, writing, um, all those different things to have that spiritual power to back you up. So, so I hope that makes sense to all of you of, of what we do and what warrior chemistry is about. Once again, warrior chemistry is just another skill along with the other skills that we teach in these groups to, you know, help our young men, our men overcome this addiction. I just wanted to let you know that I, what I love about this program, once again, I've, I've used different modalities of cognitive behavioral therapy, motivation, and all this different stuff. They work, but when it comes to pornography addiction, for some reason, it's, it's tough. And so when I started to use these these techniques I, I found in my ward members, in the priest quorum, and even if it's not a sexual behavior, that warrior chemistry works because you're fighting a whole different way and it helps you overcome um, these addictions or behaviors that you want to overcome. So hopefully that makes sense. I, I bear testimony this is true. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sam. I was going to ask Karen really quick if she would talk a little bit about one of the things that we do in Mom Power is we take some of the same concepts from the Manpower calendar and use it on a Mom Power calendar. And so I was going to have ask Karen if she would talk about that just a little bit. And then also how it applies in the Daughters of Light program with our young women, because it's not just the young men that are struggling with addictions. We have that there are a lot of young women out there who struggle with some of the same 
things and, you know, either pornography addiction or other addictions. And so Karen, if you'll just talk a little bit about that, maybe for a few minutes, and then I can go back and just finish out our slides. And then if you guys will be thinking about any questions that you might have for Sam and put those in the chat, I'll let Karen chat for a couple of minutes. Okay, thanks, April. Yeah, I love that um, you pointed out that the manpower calendar is to spiritually fortify ourselves and increase our spiritual power to remember why we fight and remember that God is helping us. For years, life-changing services just had a manpower calendar and then a girl power calendar. And we would use girl power calendar, whether you were a woman or a girl, and it was largely used for self-mastery, like the sons of human. And something I noticed in wanting mothers to have this information so that they could just connect more and access this space of their own hearts from that really loving place, sometimes that can only happen if you as a mom also feel your why, why are you fighting and why don't you just give up? And oftentimes we can't find that place if we've been through some trauma and we have just focused so much on our child and their healing on helping them and making sure they're okay. That if someone hands us a girl power calendar that says, this is about self mastery. And if you do something about self mastery, alongside your son's self-mastery, that will be helpful. And I don't disagree with that, but I also really felt strongly that it's so important for moms to learn to find the savior and trust his work with their child and then connect their, oh, just all their love and their mother heart to that increased trust and belief they have that he is doing a really powerful, amazing work with their child. And it's not their role to save or to heal, but to love and to support and cheer, not just for their son, but God, love God, support God and cheer for him and his efforts. And then to ask ourselves, how do we do that? So our mom power calendar, I'm going to share a screen. Our mom power calendar, let's is it this one that will shift? I think it might. I'm hoping this one will be the one that will be changed to another screen if I need it to. So this is a mom power calendar. And really, Sam mentioned the man power calendar. The M stands for minister. The A on man stands for accountability. And then the N is their no goal. And for moms, well, and the prayers, the writing, and the reading daily those daily spiritual focused things that we do that bring can seem so small and simple, but bring to pass so many great, wonderful things in our lives if we're consistent with them. And but this the mom power calendar is literally this reminder. So you can see our logo right up here above this. One of the statements that we say in our mom power training is own it own my field or own your field, that we each have a personal battlefield where our power, where we have a lot of power, but the adversary wants to steal that power from us and make us forget that we have the Savior's help. 
So we've titled the M on either side of the O. So the O stands for own my field or own your field. The first M stands for my savior. And it's a reminder that, yeah, I'm not the savior. And to get more in line with my divine identity and purpose and role and start allowing the savior to save me because my son or daughter needs a savior, but I do too. If I'm going to support his work in a powerful, productive way that also helps me to wait upon the Lord in his timing, that's one of the most difficult things to do as our kids are in things that are compulsive and habitual like addiction. There's a lot of waiting that needs to be done and a lot of watching the process of healing that if we don't know that that's that God's doing his work in that and that we have a role to play in supporting his work. That's so helpful. So my savior fortifies, it's like guardrails. It's the guardrail on this side of my battlefield. And then the other M stands for my truth. And it has everything to do with heightening our awareness that not every voice in our head is a trusted voice and something that Sam mentioned that the adversary, we know that he has the ability to influence our thoughts. And sometimes we can go years without really understanding how personal that can be. And it can really affect the stories and the belief systems that we tell ourselves to the point that we, we don't think that we are good mothers. We don't think that we are capable. We don't we feel like God gives his help to everybody else, but not us. And, and a lot of that is just influenced from not recognizing that not every voice in our head is a trusted voice. So yeah, in order to own our field, so part of owning our field is having this, this same routine that Sam mentioned, this spiritual power increased in our life with an awareness of my, the actions that I take every day remind me of the spirit God gave me, that he's always with me. And I, I know what my truth sounds like, and I'm practicing that so that I can stay available because the real battle is to keep the spirit and so that we can beckon from the tree. So anyway, that's what I would say about our mom power calendar. And there, it would be neat to hear how other moms, but there is one thing I would love to share because one of the things Samuel asked was, have you ever had an experience with wear chemistry? And one of the things that came to my mind was, yes, I have. And it has to do with this. So I'll just share really quickly. Just yesterday morning, my daughter, she struggles with a mental illness and she's done a lot of improving in her years. She's now almost 20 and she's just improved so much and been able to do such powerful things. But because she has a new job and her, her life is adjusting and it's requiring more of her than, than has been required before, she's facing this place again that she's adjusting and learning how to apply all the things she's learned to care for herself and to be okay in her life, managing her depression. 
And so yesterday she just had one of those mornings where as a mom, you think, oh, this reminds me of a scary time, a scary time where I, as a mom was afraid and I thought you were going to stop trying, or I thought you were going to do something that would break my heart. Or I thought that you were going to, you know, hurt yourself or anyway, it just, she was really struggling and she knew as an adulting woman, I am a responsible person, but I, it's almost physically impossible for me to face this right now. And so as we discussed things, it was really cool to notice that in the past when she would do that and I would go to a place of fear when I didn't really have that skill of knowing that uh, there's only one savior and it's not me. And my role is to, is to support God's work and to fight my battle well, own my field well, so that I can feel the spirit so that I can be available to, to know what to do. And yesterday, as I hugged her, I felt such a spirit, a powerful spirit come to me that was so different from what I used to feel when she was in, you know, her younger years, when we were really, I was watching, wow, this is hard to watch. And I would pray and hug her more in a pleading way, like, oh, help her and help me and, and just feel so, so sad for her, sorry for her, and also really worried and scared for me. And what should I do? What can I do? Help me to know what to do kind of a thing. But yesterday when I hugged her, I knew not to allow that darkness to enter my mind. I knew to completely hope and to completely believe in God's power to assist her in this situation. And I knew because I, I've been studying a lot about President Nelson's invitation for women to understand the power we've been endowed with, to call down the powers of heaven upon our children. So as I hugged her, I had this experience of warrior chemistry, of mother bear chemistry, connecting to God and his power through me. And just silently as I hugged her, expressing gratitude for God's care and his all all-knowing hand over all of us and that he had her and asking him to allow me as her mother, someone who has a stewardship over her to in this moment while I'm hugging her, call down the powers of heaven upon her to strengthen her and help her right now. And I didn't say any words that she could hear, you know, because she's in a place that she wouldn't want to hear me talk like that. But I knew that the spirit was with me and that that was real. And it was so cool to notice she still struggled and she still left in tears. And I spent, you know, the, the rest of the day just keeping an attitude of prayer and hope and doing some writing about who she really is and, and being open to hear if there's anything I should do. And I did get, you know, some small impressions throughout the day of things I could say in a text, things that I could do 
for her as a service here while she's at work. But anyway, that was warrior chemistry and it was, yeah, connected to God first. So that's all I would share, April. Thanks, Karen. Right, I'm going to quickly finish this out. We do have some questions in the chat that I'm going to ask Sam. And just an FYI, really quick. The first one, if you would like to download the Mom Power calendar, if you go to our website, mompowertraining.org, there's a, a menu item at the top for Power Calendar. And if you scroll down, there's a few videos. There's an introduction video. And then there's the Mom Power calendar and the downloads on there. Also, if you um, have a son who needs, or, or a husband even, who needs a manpower calendar, if you go to the Sons of Helaman website, you can, and you can go to sonsofhelaman.org, up at the very top, there's a tab called Parents. And if you scroll down kind of toward the bottom of that page, there's lots of information on there, but there is a manpower calendar section. You can download a manpower calendar. And then it's also got the video that Sam was going to show with Maurice. It's about a two minute video that talks about the manpower calendar training and how that works. And then if you have a young woman who is struggling, just so you know, we do also have a program called Daughters of Light for young women. And they have a little bit different calendar, but the same concepts where everybody does the PWR, the prayer, writing and reading. They learn about warrior chemistry. It's just some of the things are, are, are individualized a little bit more to young women. So you can check that out too, daughtersoflight.org or just go to lifechangingservices.org and it's got links to all of the programs on there. So Thank you everyone for joining us. If you haven't taken mom power training, again, it's free mompowertraining.org to register. And we say the next session begins July 6th, but it really is open enrollment. All of the recordings, all the videos, all the information and courses are are literally just right there for you. You can listen and take it anytime you want. If you'd like to come to the live lessons each week, you can join Karen every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m., same time, same place. And then at the end of that nine week, well, it's an eight week series, and then we have an extra bonus lesson at the end of that, we'll run another Stay by the Tree series. So just watch your emails for those. I am gonna go ahead and ask some of these questions to Sam. If we're good with that, are you good for me to go ahead, Sam? Yes, I'll, I'll do my best. Okay, awesome. Answer. All right. When a child decides to explore drugs, even though he knows they are bad, but can lead to addiction, but he is unwilling to stop, as a parent, what are some options to help him or to continue to parent him or her? Yeah, great question. <clears throat> I know they... There's a book called, it's by Dr. Prochaska. It's Stages of Change. I don't know if any of you have read that book. It's by Dr. Prochaska. And it's a great, the, 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 the book talks about that when you, when you have someone that's trying to change a behavior, there's different interventions that matches what stage they're at. Meaning like, for example, someone might be at the, um, denial stage, then there's a, a term called, con they, they call it pre-contemplation, contemplation, then there's preparation, action, maintenance, and termination. But, but pre-contemplation is when they're still in denial. Contem contemplation is they, they, they have a problem, but they're not sure how to change it. So you just got to figure out where they're at. It sounds like from 
April, your question is that they, they, they may have, they may know that they're struggling. Is that correct? Or, or have they, they may know it's wrong, but they're not sure if they want to stop or not, I, I think. So, so, and maybe the book will, will explain it, but, but you have to match what stage they are at in their change process or change status or so to speak. And then you have to match an intervention of where they're at in regards to their level of change or where they want to, if they want to change or not. Some people like say, for example, they're in the denial and they don't even feel they have a problem, but we put them right in a group home or a residential facility. And then what happens is they don't change because they don't want to change at the moment. So the main thing is just trying to figure out once you've, you're trained and you know where they're at, then you, you use a intervention. Okay. Read that question one more time, April, so I can kind of hear it better to kind of feel like where they're at. Maybe. It, uh, let's see. The child decides to explore drugs, even though he knows they are bad and that they can lead to an addiction, but he is unwilling to stop. And then as yeah. a parent, what are some options to help him? Yeah. It sounds like they may be past denial, but in what they call contemplation, they know it's wrong, but they still want to do it. It's kind of like somebody tells me, stop drinking your Diet Coke, even though I know it's not good for me, but I still do it. Right. But, but in, 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 in many ways, you've, you've got to figure out if they're at contemplation stage, they know it's wrong, but they still do it. It doesn't really hurt. You use an intervention that fits that stage of change. And when you're at that stage, the only thing you can do, they have a term called emotional arousal. So you have to figure out a way to help them know. And videos at that stage is a, a great way to emotionally arouse them. So like, for example, if you're a smoker and you smoke, but you don't want to quit, you know it's wrong. Sometimes a video or a movie that shows someone dying of, I know that's kind of extreme, cancer and stuff like that. But it's, it, you have to figure out the intervention to emotionally arouse them. So you're, you're where, wherever you are in your change process or stage, you have to match the intervention. If you put the wrong intervention, they still won't change. So it sounds like he may be at contemplation. So you've got to figure out ways to emotionally arouse them to see, okay, drugs now goes wrong. So it may be a movie. It may be, these are all different little stages or interventions. So oftentimes we use the wrong intervention of where that person is in their change steps or process. Does that make sense a little bit? Yeah, she said that was great. She said that makes so much sense. Super helpful. Intervention needs to fit the stage. Yeah, stage of change. Okay. We we often use the wrong intervention for where they're at in their change process or change stage. Okay, All right. I'm going to move on to the next one. What are what's the best thing parents can do to support their children that are overcoming an addiction, and how do you deal with relapses? Yeah, it, in, in this program, once again, they have the lost battle analysis. Believe me, I, I've never seen someone go through this program and just went right through it like it was a piece of cake, right? I, I, if they relapse, they need to, to learn. I, I played sports a lot. And then when we would play sports after the game, we would watch film and we would just analyze what we did right, what we did wrong. The, the best way to... So 
let me give an example. So if you if you can see my hands here, changing is is like a spiral like this, and it goes up, right? It's not just straight up. So you might be here in your addiction, and you're learning and learning, and you're and you're growing, and then all of a sudden you relapse, and you're feeling like you're going down. But once again, as you go down, you evaluate what happened, your triggers, your lost battle analysis. And then when that happens, you keep going up. But what happens is when you keep learning and keep learning and you're going up, your knowledge regarding your triggers is so much more up here than when it was down here. Or if, if, if my faith, my understanding of faith was here and then I started experiencing life and it keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going. When I get up here, my understanding of faith is way more than four years ago. So once again, it's a process. Change process is a spiral, the, the spiral of change. So, so if, you're, if, you, if you mess up, if you have a lost battle, you've got to, it, it's going to happen, moms. If not, you know, I mean, that's why we were sent here to, to this earth from, from the pre-existence is that we learn from our mistakes we learn through experience. And as we continue and continue, and if we evaluate every single experience or loss battle analysis, I think we'll gain more faith, more understanding. And once again, you'll, you'll, we're going to mess up. And I just think you just keep supporting them and supporting them and help the young men or young women or your husbands or whoever it is that's struggling, evaluate every single experience until they overcome it. Looks like that was great. Let's see, I'm going to read this one. Can this process work for kids with other issues like mental illness? I know that depression isn't an addiction, but sometimes I feel like there are aspects of it that work similarly. For instance, my son says he doesn't want to change things because the darkness is familiar and comforting. CBT isn't really doing anything for him. So I'm curious if something like this would work better. Yeah, I do. I, I, I believe, and, and, and the reason is I, I've used this often many times with, with just anything in, in regards to home life. And you're talking about depression. Depression, mental health is for real. We all know that. It's a, it's, a, it's a real thing and people struggle with it. But I really believe that the adversary also makes it bigger. He makes you think that you're, you're, you're not as... You're, that you're not worth it, that you're, you're not good enough. And so I, 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 I believe that strongly. I, I have a daughter that struggles with depression and, and, and oftentimes, sometimes she, she, she really wants to be a um, personal warrior trainer for women, women, for girls, but, but she hasn't struggled with, with a sexual addiction to work in the program, but she has read the book I've expressed to her um, these different techniques of fighting and her depression gets better and better. I mean, she still has it, but she's able to manage it. And, and, and I love it because this is not just for sexual struggles. It's, it's for really anything. If you have an anger problem, if you have drugs, you, you can use it because remember, everything that's, that, that's not good and so on, it, it's, it's not God that's pushing that. It's the adversary. We, we sometimes make choices that are wrong, but, but at the same time, there's a, a being always going after us. And I don't want to discount mental health. Mental health is for real, 
But at the same time, the adversary makes it like we can't do nothing. He tries to paralyze us. But I believe it'll work on, I believe it can work on anything. It's a self-mastery program. So the follow-up to that question is, what strategies would be best to use and which ones do I not use? Yeah, so... So for example, with my daughter, it's the warrior chemistry. She uses that a lot. She had served a mission and she understands a lot of of the things that she's done in in the past, but it's just her really challenging some of this, you know, these negative thoughts, these negative self-talk and everything. She uses warrior chemistry all the time. I mean, that's one, one technique. I'm thinking here, drills, like for example, drills technique. If, if you're starting to feel that way, exercise, she won't, I, she won't do like most men, they, they do push-ups or stuff like that and, and run. I don't know. I would never run to the block, run around the block just to have, you know, to feel better, but, but she, she would, you know, go walking, she'll get out and do something physical, but those are, you know, there's drills, there's flagpoles, flagpoles. She would use me and contact me and just say, hey, dad, I'm struggling with this. I would be her flagpole so that she can, you know, it's her, I'm her safety or, or, or her mom. So, I, I mean, really you can use most, I, I'm not sure on what you can't use, but because I think almost everything you can use as, as techniques to overcome this. Can you tell us a little bit more about what a drill and a flagpole is? Yeah. So, so a drill, gosh, I, I use, well, it, it's like this. I just barely started golfing. I, I, I joke with Karen that, that I, I started golfing with a, a, a friend that she grew up with. Her family grew up with in Idaho. And my friend is a, I think he's addicted to, to golf. I think I need to do a flagpole with him or something. Uh, but he's addicted to golf. He'll golf every day if he wants. But he got me into golf. And, and, and I started playing, I'm not good at all, but what I do on the, like, like today, I'm going to go, even though I'm a terrible golfer, I'll go out and hit range balls and I'll just practice and I'll practice and I'll hit balls and I'll hit maybe 50 to hundred balls until I can try to straighten out my, my hit. Right. Cause if you, if you've played golf, you'll hit. And sometimes you'll, I have a wicked slice, so it'll go to the right when I hit. But what I've done is I, I go, I go to the range and I practice, I change little, my, my grip, I change uh, my, I straighten up my left arm. I do all these practices until it becomes automatic muscle memory. And then when I start knowing, noticing that I'm hitting it straight, then I, 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 and, and doing it without thinking, then automatically I've, I've overcome that, meaning I can hit straighter. So the same thing with the drill. If, if I drill three or four times and I'll just kind of, for example, I'll do push-ups. I'll do push-ups and, and I'll do, I don't know, exercise or I'll run. I do something so that when I get an urge that my body automatically knows. Because when you do physical exercise, it distracts that body chemistry of that urge. So, for example, if I if I start getting an urge of of viewing pornography or even uh, any other sexual behavior, if we've drilled and we've exercised and done something that helps us change that body chemistry of that urge, it, it'll it'll automatically uh, reduce that urge. 
Some young men, they do cold showers. Some people, you know, and you can't take a cold shower anywhere, but they'll, they, you can do a push-up. You can do some kind of, you know, some people do, they read the warrior's prayer. They, they do different things that will distract that urge. That's a drill until it becomes automatic muscle. That the whole purpose of training is to, to make it automatic. If you're a really good shooter in basketball, you, you uh, probably know there's a guy named Steph Curry. If you know him, he's one of the best shooters. He practices and practices until it becomes automatic. And that's why he's the best shooter. He rarely misses. And so the same thing, your drills and flagpoles, they are things that you do that we know distracts urges. And so when you do that, and when you get an urge, you automatically go into that and it distracts. So hopefully that makes a little makes sense a little bit, April, to whoever. Yeah, so you're saying with an addiction, then if somebody has an urge to do whatever their addiction is for, they're going to start practicing a distraction and that's the drill? Yeah, that's the drill. See, because once again, when you start getting urges to drink or smoke, there is a body chemistry change. It's been proven. A body, your body chemistry starts to feel different. You'll, you'll, if, if I'm an alcoholic, you'll start what you start going to that same grocery store. You'll start to, you'll, these triggers start coming up and the body chemistry changes or the mind and stuff like that. And it's, you start feeling this craving, so to speak. So what you do is you, you have this drill that you, you go exercise, you do, what I mean is you do some push-ups, or you do, you know, maybe you jump around doing jumping jet, whatever it is, to just, just do something physical to, to distract the body chemistry, because it just takes seconds and all of a sudden it changes. I have one guy in our, one young man in our, young, in our, one of my Tuesday groups, when he, when he is getting distracted, he plays the Eternal Warrior podcast, the beginning parts where they're fighting and they have all of these little motivational stuff. And automatically that changes him. It, it distracts him. That's his drill, his flagpole. And so it, it works for everyone. Uh, for me, my Border Patrol protection is I listen to a lot of Come Follow Me podcasts, like all day, practically. I, I, don't re- I rarely listen to music just because I, I like to listen to the come follow me stuff. And that helps me on a daily basis. The more you put into your mind and that helps. But, but for him, that didn't work. That doesn't work for him. Come follow me. He needs eternal warrior podcasts and people kind of yelling at him, yelling. And that's how he gets motivated. And then it, the urge goes down. So just different for everyone. You know, I have the warrior prayer pulled up here. It's not very long. If I share the screen, can you read it, Sam? Because it's just- yeah such a good example of, you know, something that's in place that you focus on that helps you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and a lot of my young men, uh, the young men in our group, here, let me see. I'll just read yours. It says, Father, please grant me an increase in the spirit of discernment so I will recognize satanic attacks in time to win each, each battle. Father, please help me to observe, discern, and understand the attacks and fighting methods Satan will try on, on my mind, heart, and spirit. Help me to discover and develop techniques and weapons sufficiently effective to win the battles that come my way. Please fill me with the desire to work hard to train, to become stronger, faster, and more precise in these techniques and weapons sufficient to win the battles. Please help me to remember why I'm fighting and why I am training so hard. 
so I will be filled with the motivation and courage necessary to protect my life, my wife, my children, and our freedom. You know, thank you, Karen. I, I know I have like three or four young men. They said that that's what say, has saved them that day was just reading the warrior's prayer on a daily basis. They keep it with them in like a little like a little three by five card or something like that. And, and they, they keep it with them. But whatever works for you and makes that little distraction for the split second or two is, is great. You know, and, and, and that manpower, the PWR, you know, we, we want to make sure that their prayers are not just prayers that hit the ceiling and come back, that they're actual, you know, prayers that you're talking to God, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father is the greatest military strategist and psychologist. And why wouldn't we try to ask him how to help us? It's just, I, I, I know, you know, sometimes I, I know sometimes when I'm praying, it's just, let's just get it done for the day, right? But, but we try to help our, our young men make sure that they're having personal prayers and say, Heavenly Father, I want to serve a mission. Help me fight today and, and understand what's what's happening and, and maybe help me learn what's coming after coming after me today. You know, it's got to be more personal. So hopefully we can do that. Thank you. All right. For those that are listening. The podcast that Sam mentioned, it's called the Eternal Warrior Podcast. You can just search that on any podcast player. And the young men really like it because it's really upbeat, it's funny, and it's done by two YSA age young men that have both struggled with addictions, that have that have gone through programs, and they're very real, very open, very honest. But honestly, they're hilarious. And yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. why he had been really like them. I mean, there's a lot of good music and it's upbeat and whatever. And anyway, yeah, it's a great podcast. You know, and kind of like you're saying, April, the, the young man, he's a YSA and he, he, he asked me for come follow me stuff. And, and I know why he didn't like that is because it's these professors talking about, you know, I'll come follow me and it bored him to death. But, you know, I'm 52 years old. I love that stuff. I'd rather listen to that than you know, the, the young, well, the young men in that Eternal Warrior podcast is awesome too. I've listened to it many times when I'm driving in a car, but, but if that wasn't a fit for him, it wasn't motivating enough, just like you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Last question. You mentioned earlier that you used warrior chemistry in your marriage. Can you share that example with your wife that you mentioned and how that worked for you? Sure. So, yeah, I wrote this in, in a little article in Life Changing Services. So, when I was serving as the bishop during the pandemic, when I would come home, you know, we were all doing everything via Zoom, right? And so we weren't seeing, I wasn't seeing my members. So, so I, I wrote, I, I put them on my phone, minister to a ward member. So I would just choose a member and I'd be coming home from Salt Lake back to Saratoga Springs and, and, and I would visit someone. So so that what we do, my wife and I, we try to go exercise at eight o'clock at night. So when I was coming home, remember, I get off work about four, four thirty. And, and what I did was you probably saw we have a little side business that we work with people with disabilities. So first I, I came home, coming home. I went and visited that person for our business. And then I visited a member that I had just felt impressed to visit. And then when I came home, I was, it was already 7.30 at night and we go exercise at eight. And so it, I was, it was really late. It was a little later than normal. But when I came home, I just sat down and I just was watching TV, just kind of vegging out for a second. 
And then my wife came in, okay, I'm ready. It was almost eight o'clock. And then I made a stupid little remark. You know, then we, we, I made a stupid little remark. I, I need to take a break, but it was the way I said it. And then after a minute, you know, just not thinking, I was still kind of tired. And then I went upstairs, changed, and then we went to the, to the gym. My wife was quiet that whole hour. She went and did cardio and I went and lifted weights. And during that lifting weights, now, once again, I'm working out, I'm exercising. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, my wife hasn't talked to me for an hour. So I started to, to think, I said the stupidest thing to my wife. And it was because I was tired. Remember, tired, lonely, bored, angry are some of the things that triggers us to go back to a bad behavior. That time I was just tired. But anyways, the warrior chemistry kicked in. I said to myself, why am I letting a stupid little comment like that, because I'm tired, affect my marriage? I made covenants with my wife and my children. So the warrior chemistry came into my mind. And, and I started to think to myself, I, I literally, it, it may seem like I'm kind of crazy, but I'll talk to myself. I'm saying, Satan, you're not going to get my family. You're not going to get my, my marriage. And, and sometimes I, I apologize for saying say this. Sometimes I'll say, Satan, go back to hell. I'll say something like that in my mind, right? I just, I, I have this righteous anger that you're not going to ruin my, my family marriage over my marriage over something I said stupid. So I went to my wife and I apologized to her. I told her what, what I was feeling. And I, and I told her, I, you know, you know, I, it was really, it's, it was an apology that warrior chemistry kicked in. She understood. And then, and we met there, but I, I had to have that warrior chemistry of fighting. And then I apologized to my wife. I know that's something small and simple, but the warrior chemistry kicked in me into me and saying, you need to fight for your marriage. Don't let something stupid like you just did ruin marriage or, or, or make your, your wife mad. And, and it worked out that way. And I use it all the time. Whenever I sense something in our home that's even small, a, a little resentment, a little gossiping, whatever, I, I try to nip that in the butt really fast. That's, that, see, like I said, it doesn't have to be anything sexual. It could be your, your marriage. Whenever you feel a little upset over your your spouse or your children, you gotta, you gotta fight. Hey, okay. I, I made a covenant to take care of my children. I made a covenant to take care of my wife. I made a covenant to do this. That's how, that's, that's how I use it on a daily basis to the best that I can. Sorry. I was just going to say it highlights that identifying who the real enemy is. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's another thing that, I think is so was so awakening to me was the understanding that there's only one enemy and it's not my loved one it's not me there's just one and then to know where to focus that energy you know to what take our righteous anger and focus on the right enemy to protect so i yeah. love yeah all right well we're about out of time you would like to just leave us with just some last minute thoughts, your last message of hope, and then we'll be finished. Yeah, I just wanted to say to all of you moms, you're, you're doing an amazing job. I mean, I, I think of my mom when she, she, you know, not knowing what I know now, I, I, I'll tell you this, I wish I knew warrior chemistry or these techniques when I was 15 years old. But I've learned it while when I'm 50, 50 plus years old. 
But I think these are, are just different interventions or ways to to help us just fight the the adversary because he's he's very sneaky, subtle. We all know that. And and I, I just think once again, if you look at these principles, you'll see these principles in the scriptures. That's what I, I love the most. I I currently serve as the stake patriarch in our war in our stake. And whenever I see these young men and I give them blessings, I talk about the adversary at the end. And I, and I try to talk, I don't say warrior chemistry, but I talk to them to please be aware of the adversary, learn different techniques of how to fight. You'll learn that through the scriptures. And, 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 and I know that, that these principles, once again, Maurice Harker and all those Karen, all, all these uh, administrators with life-changing services, I, I just think you're very inspired and on, on what you guys have put together. Once again, if if you're sound with doctrine, you'll 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 sense it, and you and and you know the doctrine, you'll you'll see it in some of the things that they do. And I see a lot of these principles in the scriptures everywhere, so I'm grateful for that. Once again, keep learning these principles. You know, you you have the Like Dragons They Fight book, you have these journals, and then there's the scriptures. They I think they're all intertwined together. They help us fight this battle that we all I think believe struggle with. If it's not sexual behaviors with our kids or loved ones, it's other things. So, but that's my my testimony. Thank you, everyone. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Samuel, we want to express our love and gratitude for you. Thank you so much. Really, All right. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thanks everybody for being here. We'll see you. See you in our mom power training. Thanks, everyone. Bye.